This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the September 7th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to wrap up our five-part Yahoo rankings breakdown, and we're going to do centers today. And with me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's going on, Mike? Not much, man. Football tomorrow. Yeah, I'm ready for the draft guide, too. Yeah, baby. We've been, uh, I, I can't look at rankings anymore, man. I, I, I did, I have my 12th fantasy football draft tonight. <laughs> and I uh, did an auction last night, and doing the draft guy man i have pretty the past month i've pretty much just looked at rankings and <laughs> snap counts and minutes projections and who's getting minutes where and competitions and position battles man i mean this past month has just been the most research i've done for fantasy in my life man it's just it's crazy you happy with your football teams i'm pretty happy yeah uh my auction last night was crazy um uh, guys weren't spending early and it's a PPR, and I um, I got Allen Robinson cheaper than I thought. Des Bryant really cheap, and I got Jordy Nelson uh, a little bit more than I got for Des. Um, I don't know; I, people weren't bidding early for some reason, so I spent my money early. But I still got uh, Eddie Lacy decent. Uh, I got Gio Bernard really cheap. My bench, my bench is total trash. Yeah, and all my I love, I love Lacy this year, by the way, man. Yeah, and all my buddies kept. I didn't have a quarterback. And I kept trying to sneak a quarterback late, and like I, th- I think f- four people have three quarterbacks. Wow! And, yeah, so like I'm, I'm in trouble at quarterback. Like I'm probably gonna start Carson Wentz in a twelve team league. Like <laughs> it's pretty bad. That but, is pretty bad. Yeah, it should, it should be crazy. But I have a, I've said this before. I have a, a lot of Keenan Allen, uh, a lot of Langford. Um, a lot of Christian Michael, baby, for you football guys. Man, I, I love him, man. Yeah, see Mike. Got, got to keep the, the team Mike in the house. It could be a timeshare week one. Then for sure, it will hopefully be. Hopefully he starts. He's going to run a lot against the Dolphins defense. Yeah. Uh, got a pimp, too. The um, the Roto World football guy, for you guys who do football and basketball, they're up to three pods a week now. So hop on there. They had a, a waiver wire pod. Talked a lot about Spencer Ware, uh, pickups in that regard, and other matchups, too. So... Um, if you want to pick up a defense, um, I know Ray Summerlin, who does the waiver wire column, he really talked up Eagles defense um, going against the, the Browns and some other teams too. So definitely check that check that out if you're in football hardcore. They're shorter than ours. They're only about 20 minutes, so a little bit easier to consume. We'll be there eventually, but we've got the off season, so we're trying to do some broad strokes here. Exactly. Let's get down to this thing. You got centers, uh, the thinnest position of the bunch. Crazy amount of dual eligibility because it's Yahoo. Uh, so <laughs> let's get down to it. We got Anthony Davis coming in at number five and then Carl Towns at number eight. Uh, I know you and everyone likes Towns as the number one center and it's not even really close. I mean, it's yeah. close by like, you know, a half a round, I guess. But uh, and when you're talking about the first round, a half a round is kind of a big deal. Yeah. So what? You weren't on for the power forward pod, so what What do you think on Towns? Where do you think you want to take them? Has anything changed recently? Um, similar upside as Anthony Davis. They both could be the number one player for all we know, but the durability is there for Towns and it's not for Davis. 
Um, centers are kind of centers and point guards are very crucial in fantasy. I think you need to grab a center early. I would take talents in the top five and not even think twice about it. Over Kawhi. Yeah, I think I would just because of the center eligibility. Yeah, it depends. It's just, Kawhi's just so so good, but it's flipping a coin, man. If you if you really think like if you do a lot of mocks and you find yourself just the way your draft goes down, you don't get a lot of big men. Then yeah, mm-hmm. but for me, there's I like so many centers in the middle rounds that I, I kind of lead in Kawhi. I'd rather get those steals and get a little bit bump on on some threes and a um, little little bit more of an across the board kind of guy where Towns is just efficiency points blocks and and rebounds um so yeah but yeah go either way it's it's probably of the top 12 that's probably the closest gap i think of all for me for like, me i'd say i'd say roto i'd go Kawhi just because of the playoff schedule they might rest him a little bit yeah. and then head to head i'd go towns that sounds like a good plan but they're right. about four to th- four to six four to six range for me yeah. and on so the we, ranking. So. so let's get to Davis. Uh, we talked about him. Generally, Ryan and Steve and I are all like number nine, ten ish, like right after that. I I always talk about that groups of four, the um, in no particular order: Harden, Curry, Durant, Westbrook for the top four, and then Kawhi, Cat, mm-hmm. Giannis, and CP. Like those guys are kind of locked into my top eight, and then you're yeah. looking Towns at number nine, and you, I'm sorry, uh, Davis at number nine. So yeah, are you kind of on the same page? Would you bump them up over anyone in that second group of four? I mean, yeah, I'd have them at number nine, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'd take them at number nine. Like, I don't like striking out on my first round pick. <laughs> like, I kind of like a safe pick in the round. I'd actually take Paul Millsap there if it yep. was up to me. Yeah, that's the debate. I mean, I too. love a player that contributes everything, and he's just so reliable, man. The thing is, if you're picking ninth and you're in Yahoo, and Towns is there and Millsap's there, the chances of Millsap sliding back to you in round two are a lot higher yeah. than Davis. So it, it depends. Like if you're drafting with me, you know Millsap won't get to me. Uh, so then you yeah. would probably have to take him there. Uh, so yeah, there's just little things, man. Drafting is is so much fun. And we have to. I realize this. I was talking to my friend. For about 30 minutes yesterday, doing his first auction, and I was talking to him for for like all this detail. We should probably do like an auction preview pod, man. Like auctions, so great. That'd be awesome, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll do that. We still got a couple months. Team previews coming up. Like we just got we got to start really getting in gear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll move on here. Whiteside, he slides a little bit. I got him, I think, at 19, which I was really surprised with in, in uh, one of the mocks we did, uh, 14 teamer, and or maybe even later than that. Um, but he's there at 14, Cousins is there at 17, and then Millsap also, and I forgot to mention too, Towns is not dual eligible, which is very weird because he got three starts at power forward. So yeah. meanwhile, Alan Crabb is point guard eligible, <laughs> Terrence Jones is small forward eligible, and a guy who got three starts at the position didn't get eligibility. So Yeah, it doesn't uh, make sense. I think it, it'll change, but for now it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't think it, not that it matters. I mean, you, there's so many power, if you're like, if you're in round twelve and you're like, "Oh, I need a power forward," you're like, "I don't, I don't even know what you did." Like, yeah. okay. you have to like try not to draft the power forward, uh, just because how many fo- small forwards are power forward eligible? Centers, same thing, same thing. Okay, so back on track here. So of the Whiteside cousins, Millsap group, you already said you got Millsap number one. I'm with you, hands down. Yeah. Uh, so what about Whiteside versus Cousins? Both, uh, both are interesting targets with, um, you know, with the boss thing over Whiteside, Whiteside was kind of what seems like a fluky free throw thing from last year. Cousins yeah. injuries and, and it's just they're interesting targets, man. 
Well, I don't know if we can say fluky because when he changed his form, it was seventy five percent after the break. I think I have that right. That's down. what I'm saying. I, I, that seems fluky to me because he was so bad before then. Like, it's it, true. It's it, true. It seems fluky. I'm not saying it is fluky. But I'm just saying it seems right. Fluky. I mean, it's definitely progress from where he was. So if he keeps doing that, his upside is still first round. The problem with both is, I mean, they're both a little injury prone. Whiteside, we know he's going to play more minutes, especially if Bosch is out. Um, Cousins, the problem with him is Sacramento is going to melt down this year, man. Their, their roster is not pretty, to say the least. But both are really risky, which pushes them both to the second round for me. And I have Whiteside slightly ahead of Cousins in 9-cat, and then Cousins ahead of Whiteside in 8-cat. Yep, same here. I got Cousins kind of a little bit handily ahead of Whiteside in 8-cat. Uh, he's just going to feast with, with yeah. the points, rebounds, and stuff. Um, just to drive home that free throw point home. So before we moved to the Heat, he was a 41% free throw shooter. Last year, he was a 50% free throw shooter. And then post-pre-break last year, he was a 55% shooter. And then now he's a 75% shooter post-break. <laughs> so it's like, dude, where does that even come from? I know. <laughs> so, so I don't – What? where do you think you buy Whiteside free throw percentage, man? Like it, it was overall 65% last year. And it was like kind of – like he played more games pre-break, obviously. But mm-hmm. that heavy weight of, go- of going so high, really, it basically split it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, where, do you, where would you project him on free throws? Um, I'd say 71% is fair for me. Yeah, I was and I think, s- that's, I think that's friendly, but I think it's 71% for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking just a shade under 70 at like 69 or so. Nice. Fair enough. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you're drafting Whiteside, and like when I drafted Whiteside in that league, I punted free throws. And, um, yeah, exactly. You got a couple guys late too, as well. Yeah, I think so, you got DeAndre Jordan. Yep, yep. If you punt, if you take Whiteside, um, it's definitely a good plan to to try to punt. Not yeah. not in an eight cat, and then preferably not in a ten team either. So if you're exactly. in a twelve or a fourteen team, it makes a lot of sense because the demand is a lot lower for guys like that, and you can really steal some guys. Okay, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll move on here. Uh, we got Horford at 19, LaMarcus at 22, Serge at 25. I think that got bumped up. And then Derek Favors, 26. We'll, we'll cut it there. So okay. what do you think uh, of any of that? anybody in that group jump out at you? Um, I think Al Horford's the safe pick there, and I think mm-hmm. he's at the top of my list. Yeah, easily. Yeah, he's, he's always a second-round player, man. Flirts with first-round value. He, has, he hasn't been injured in a couple seasons. That, that peck injury from a couple seasons ago hasn't been... Has been back, so I think I'm comfortable taking him in round two again. Similar role in Boston as he had in Atlanta. Yep, yeah, two both of his pecs in what past six years, he's torn his left and his right mm-hmm. uh, in a similar spot, right where the the bicep meets his his pec. And uh, yeah, he'll be he, he's I, I don't that's such a fluky thing. Like he, yeah, he, it's just kind of an anomaly that it happened. So yeah, I mean he is right there. I would take him over Cousins in a nine cat, uh, and very close on Whiteside, depending on who you get in the first. I would really depend on who I get in the first round. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're right in that. He's right in that group, and then the next group kind of comes down. I think Lamarcus is kind of firmly over Abaca. Abaca's drops. And we talked about this a lot on the last mm-hmm. pod. The drops and blocks are just incredible. I mean, it's some, yeah. it's one of the sharpest declines of a player in his prime that we've seen in for. A stat that is so important. We love our blocks. So, what do you think is a good time to take Surge? I wouldn't look at him before round three. I don't care about his upside at this point. I think you have to wait a little bit. He he regressed in three straight seasons, man. Yeah, have to be cautious with him. And just to give those numbers out, so in starting with 2011 and coming to now, 
So 2011, 3.7, then 3.0, then 2.7, then 2.4, then 1.9. I mean, that is just a steady, steady decline at 0.3.4-ish per season for a stat that is, if you, 0.4 blocks is a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. if you up, if you up your, if you're an eighth rounder overall, yeah. and you bump your blocks up 0.4, you're probably like <laughs> a third or fourth rounder. Exactly. It's just because of the scarcity of that stat. So he has to, if you draft him in the third round, you're expecting him to block two and a half shots hit close to 50% from the field, maybe hit your three, which he can do. So he's he's going to go in that third, fourth turn, and I'm cool with it. It's just you just got to know this isn't the safest pick to make. Uh, but he's he's still 26 years old, so a new role is nice. But, Supposedly uh, 26 years old. Yeah. Biombo controversy as well. Nice little thon maker. Dan, <laughs> Danny Almonte for you old baseball fans. Um, so... Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm so er, preferably fourth. Yeah, but eh, if you really whiffed on blocks and you're sitting there at like third pick, eleventh round or something, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I don't know. I, I have a tough time taking him third round. There's other guys I'd rather have. Right. Uh, what about favors? Favors. And, that back injury scared me last year, man. I don't know long. how many games. How many games in a row did he miss? Like sixteen, eighteen. It was basically most. It was basically a month. I don't know the game yeah. total. That's scary, man, for a back injury. Claims it was a mattress. I'm trying to remember what that was. <laughs> yeah. It was his mattress. Yeah, he, uh, he yeah. is playing for a new extension, so I think I'd still take him in the fourth round. Yeah, and then Al Jefferson has like the biggest mattress ever. Really? That, yeah, <laughs> I, was go- I was Googling um, details about mattresses and NBA players and stuff, and I stumbled upon uh, this Al Jefferson. It's like 12, 12 feet long, like 15 <laughs> feet wide. It was like an $8,000 mattress, and this is like, Seven years ago, when when Jefferson was with Utah, yeah. So like that mattress nowadays would probably be like probably like fifteen, sixteen grand, man, like a car. I've seen Shaq's. I know Shaq's is huge. Yeah, Shaq's got like, this huge circle bed. Yeah. Oh man, they're <laughs> <laughs> bed shaming us non NBA players. <laughs> All right, so yeah. So what about favor? Okay, let's let's tie in Kristaps uh, and and uh, Brooke Lopez. I would probably go Chris Stapp's the highest, even over Surge. We didn't really talk. We talked about LaMarcus a lot the other pod, so we'll, we'll move off on him. Yeah, third um, round guy for me. Yeah, early third. And then Chris Stapp's is next of this group, this Favors, Griffin, Brook group for me. Yeah. I mean, upside stupid. Love the new new system. Going to play more center. Should get a ton of blocks. Uh, I think he's going to get his blocks well over two, um, 2.3, 2.4. Mm-hmm. Um, the threes are going to be there. Hopefully his field goal percentage comes up. Really needs to avoid that rookie wall that he hit. Uh, yeah, yeah f- awesome mid-third pick. I agree. I mean, it's so hard to get him. Though. And all my mocks, that's, a few of my mocks, he's been going in the second round. Like, he's so hyped right now, it's really hard to get him. But I think if you can get him in round three, you're really happy with that. Yep. And then, after, so after Chris Stapps, you go, would you roll it on Brooke? Man, I, I'm not gonna roll it on any nets, man. Yeah. Except for RHJ and Chris yeah. McCall, I can't. I can't, I can't trust any nets for the first three rounds. What about Favors or Griffin? If you had to pick one of those three, I think Favors for me. Uh, Playing for an extension, I think I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I just the Utah's depth factor and Brooke. As much as we hate the nets, I mean Brooke is Brooke has been so so good. Uh, I think the risk was at the, is about the same. I mean Favors, mm-hmm. like you said, he he is. Not, I mean, not not the most durable guy either. So it's True. close. I'm probably not wanting to. I don't think I've drafted either. Like I'd I'd rather just draft another position, like a guard or something. 
Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. The but, reason I like Favors is if the Utah goes small, I think Favors plays more center, and I think Gobert's the one that loses out. Kind of like late late in the year last year. Uh, I don't, so you, how many minutes at center do you think he'll play? I mean, like... I don't know. Maybe 12. That, I think that's a low. I think he'll be 18-19. I think he's going to pretty much split it. I think Gobert's really gonna want, that's really the one that's going to suffer this year if he, if he doesn't play well. He looked horrible this summer. I know we'll talk about him a little bit. The key bit. part is if they play Boris Diaw, yeah. if, if they play him in there and they, they're, they'd play him at the five, I would think, that's, mm-hmm. that's an, that would really hurt pretty much everyone. And like I said, just that all that depth just scares me, man. Yeah. I think so. Boris Diaw's the backup center and Whitey's out of the rotation. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's just a matter if if they go like – it's like the reverse of the Wolves. Like mm-hmm. the Wolves, if they play Tyus Jones – then yeah. Chris Dunn isn't quite as appealing. But if Tibbs goes straight three-guard rotation, then like I'll draft Chris Dunn and expect him to get 26, 27 minutes. Exactly. So it's just a matter of if they go nine or ten deep across the board. And just all that depth is just, it's just very – there's just so many combinations that team has. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on here. Uh, we got um, interesting t- – oh, just Kevin Love and – Valachunas loves slides, man. He slides really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I drafted him once, and I'm cool with him, man. He's going to hit you threes. Um, the durability concerns have gone away at least a little bit. Uh, not being such a banger on the post has helped his durability. But you're talking about a 16-10 and 10 guy with uh, a lot of threes. The blocks aren't really there. But if he can up his field goal percentage a little bit, he's going to be a solid third rounder. But you could get him in the fourth. Yeah, I, I love the price, though. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, this guy was going first round, like, what, three seasons ago? <laughs> yeah. Led the NBA. Minnesota and, days. Led the NBA in double-doubles, I think, because last year in Minnesota, I think he was, like, third or fourth in triple-doubles or something. Like, he was a stat <laughs> machine. But, hey, it's, it's, this, this is the uh, the ultimate fantasy argument, man. It's uh, opportunity can trump talent all day. Yeah. Uh, Valachunas, or as... I love him, man. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. I think I think fourth round... For Val Judas is a steal, man. He's got he's got insane upside. Now the problem with him is his minutes: thirteen, fourteen. He had um, twenty eight point two minutes per game. The next season twenty six point two, and then last season twenty six. So it's trending down a little bit. But I think with Biombo gone, not great depth at center. I mean, they're not going to play Nagara. They can't play Nagara. He's <laughs> yeah. he's awful. I mean, Palet Paletto. How do you say ja- his name? Jakob Pertle. Pertle. I don't think he's ready to play too many minutes. I think Valanciunas can legit play 30 minutes this year. Yeah, I hope so, And I so, think man. that pushes him into the top 30. If he plays 30 minutes, man, you, you got yourself a second-round player, I think. Absolutely. Uh, just so, so good for percentages. Capable of blocking shots. I, I don't think Toronto's deep, perimeter defense is going to be that strong. Uh, we'll see what happens with Damari. I think they want it to be, but regardless, I think they're going to take chances and stuff. And I, He's capable of being – I mean, if he goes – 15, 10, 2 and a quarter, 55% from the field, 75% from the line. I mean, that's the ultimate. That's like peak Elton Brand with a little bit yeah. less scoring, uh, who was a first round pick. So, yeah, I mean, I'm cool. I'm cool with him. Fourth round would be nice. So, you like him over of all the guys we talked about. Who, so. Um, if I, like if I didn't get Towns, let's put it this way, I'd probably wait to get Valanchunas. Yeah. So, over Baca. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I would too, actually. Uh, definitely over Favors. We didn't talk about Blake much. We'll come back to him. Uh, definitely over Blake. Chris, Not over Chris Stapps? Um, if Chris Stapps is there, I'll take Chris yeah. Stapps in round three, but he's so overhyped, right, it's kind of hard to get him. Over Brooke? 
Yeah, over Brooke. Uh, I don't like I don't uh, like taking the Nets, man. Yeah, I love Valachunas too. I, I don't know. I hate to make that decision. I probably it's tough for me. Brooke Lopez is the better player and better yeah. fantasy player, but it's just it, it makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go, let's talk about. I talked about Blake a lot. I'm not even touching him, man. Like third, no. I won't even draft him in like the fourth, man. I'm done. I mean, a quad injury costing him four months is definitely a cause for alarm. So yeah, I'm staying away from shots, him. Shots, not the greatest ceiling. He wasn't even trade that great for last year. Yeah. I think a trade would probably help him. Yeah, but, especially uh, goes with the Thunder. Yeah, right. So we'll move on here. All right, this is a, an interesting. Let's talk about um, just two older guys here. Dirk at 40, Gortat at 42, both way too high. Um, you can, I got Gortat at like 70 or something, man. He slips. and I'm cool with him there. I'm cool with him at like round six or so. Um, Dirk, oh, it's just someone else draft. I don't like drafting older guys. As exactly. great as he was last season. Yeah, but he slips though. I think someone took him like seventh round, which is kind of crazy for a guy who was just off second round value per game last year. Yeah, Gortat's always good value in the middle rounds, though. I always like him, like him falling. Yeah, I know well, he's a favorite target of yours too. I had him so many teams last year, and once again after the break, uh, two seasons ago he was like top thirteen, fourteen after the break, and last year he was like top twenty five after the break or so, or a little bit later, like top thirty. But he, he's he's nice, dude. Um, I'm not worried about Jan Mahimi getting in the mix. Uh, but yeah, if you whiff on blocks, you, you could definitely pick up Gortat. I definitely don't like whiffing on blocks early, though. Right. That's clear. But he's a solid target, and you don't have to be aggressive on him at all. Yep. All right, so we've come to the Nikola Jokic portion of Oof. this podcast. Uh, he is only center eligible. And like Towns, he had three starts at power forward. Uh, I don't expect him to get new eligibility. Um, I think that even though he will play power forward minutes... We'll see what Yahoo does. They'll probably plug him in there eventually, but it probably won't happen preseason. But mm-hmm. if he's going to log, I would expect him to log, eh, call it eight minutes at power forward next to guys like Nurkic or somebody like that. So, mm-hmm. But still, I mean, we, we love this guy. And firm third round for me, uh, I've got him. In, when I draft with the Rotor World guys, I tend not to get him as much. But when I draft with non-Rotor World people, I usually am able to snap him up in the, in the fourth. Yeah. I think if non-competitive leagues, I think you should wait to the fourth. Um, if you're in a competitive league like Mike, like you say, you're gonna have to get him really early, yeah. <laughs> really early. I think the earliest I've taken him was 27. Yeah, it seems that seems fair. I mean, yeah. the guy's upside is just insane. I mean, if he gets 30 minutes, like that's an absolute steal. Oh yeah, his per game his per game stats are just completely stupid. Yeah. So what about okay? Let's what about Valachunas or Jokic? Um, Jokic okay, actually. Okay, so yeah. then we can eliminate the rest of this. We know yeah. the rest. Um, <laughs> or what about Chris Stapps? That's 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 the that's the big right question, there. man. Yeah. I think I would um, probably take Chris Stapps for the, the demand, but it's it's razor thin, man. It's so I think thin. Chris Stapps has more trade value right yeah. off the bat. Maybe you could flip him for someone, but I think it's close, man. I think Chris Stapps has uh, Chris Stapps has a slight edge over Jokic just because his role, you know, what his role is going to be. Yeah, especially even, with Hornacek. Even Jokic too. He's, and like I think I don't like to do this because we're I, I don't want to say smart. But we're, I guess, more numbers based is what I want to say. Yeah. Like, there is going to, if Chris Stapps is good, man, and the Knicks are a super team, <laughs> we're going to see Chris Stapps highlights like ingrained in our brain all exactly. day long. It's going to be Chris yep. Stapps fast. Like, like, people would love to trade for that guy, and the perception is going to just be crazy. Like, you won't see Jokic on national yeah. t- uh, TV, basically. Yeah. Exactly. You won't, well, no, there won't be any Jokic commercials or for yeah. diet, diet yolk or yolk, yolk zero. <laughs> That's good. Thank you, thank you. All right, so um, uh, Nikola Vucevic. Ryan and I differ on him a little bit. 
currently huh. going third round, but new role, Serge is there, Biombo's there, Gordon's going to play some three. I mean, the depth, the depths and concerns are very. This the identity of this team has just changed so much with the coaching change, and that scares me to death. Uh, mm-hmm. So I can't take him around four. Uh, there's other guys I'd rather have. Ryan said he'd be willing to take him late fourth. What about you? Um, late fourth seems fair. I mean, definitely a, the trade thing kind of scares me. I think if it, actually if a trade happens, I think that benefits Vucevic. I want him to get out of Orlando. Mm-hmm. Vogel's kind of like a defensive guy, and Vucevic, like we saw with Skiles, that didn't work out too well for him. Yeah. I think a trade helps him, but I think you should wait till late fourth, early fifth to get him because Biombo is definitely scary. Yep. All right. So, what about Gorgie Jang? We talked about about him. He's, I got bashed. I wrote that he was fantasy friendly, and someone hopped to my mentions and was like, "How are you calling Gorgie Jang fantasy friendly? He had so so much inconsistency." I'm like, uh, "His game is fantasy friendly. When Gorgie Jang gets 30 minutes, he he's he's straight cash." So, Man, after the break was like top 30. Yeah, yeah. I don't know just, what he's talking about. Dang's awesome. Yeah. What, the only what, problem with him is his role early on the season was difficult, but we just said, "Hang on." and he struck gold at the at the All Star break, man. He struck gold. He came, yeah, he came on, but he's. I think he's locked in. I projected his minutes at uh, right around thirty. Now that's that's what you want if you get if you get Jag at thirty, man. You're straight. He's kind of like, kind of like Jokic. I mean, just his game is just could translate so nicely. The blocks are going to be there. I like Jokic's blocks to come up a little bit, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's solid. I, I would take Jang over Vooch. Uh, it's close, I would too. But yeah. I would too. And he's think, a guy you can probably get in the sixth round, too. Yeah, Tibbs is going to have his perimeter guys be so aggressive because mm-hmm. he has Jang and Towns behind, both great block rate guys. So, yeah, yeah. man, um, perfect spot for Jang. Uh, I'm not worried about him. Probably of, of all the the nons, I mean, besides Towns, I think he is probably helped the most um, from the Thibodeau thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pekovic is still hurt. That report came out today. Um, Garnett's probably going to retire. I mean, the minutes are going to be there for him for yeah. sure. And I got him in a, a projected a nine-man rotation. I think B-Leeds will probably get around 11, 12 minutes behind him. Uh, we'll see Cole, Cole Aldridge get in there for a little bit. But those guys will be kind of low teens. We'll see Jang probably get eight, nine minutes at center on top of the, the big big chunk of power forward. Uh, yep. Great, great spot for him. All right, so Steven Adams ranked way too high at 52. Uh, Marcus Saul, who was number 18 per game last year on the Yahoo ranks for 9-cat, uh, he's down to 53 because of the pop and age factor. That's harsh. Um, yeah, very it, harsh. What's pal? I don't think he's going to fall to 53. Um, and uh, Yeah, like late fourth. Um, I would I would take Jang just because I don't draft older guys. But, yep. uh, and I, but I would take Powell over, over Vooch. Um, I think I'd agree with that. I mean... Head-to-head leagues is going to be kind of scary. You know he's going to take some rest days off. Uh, his minutes, I'd be shocked if they were over 29 or 30 Which in is San fine. Antonio. That's fine. But That's fine, yeah. He's still yeah. he's still a stud, but you can definitely wait on Gasol. Yeah, I have him at about 27. And that's, I mean, he played 32 last year, and he was number 18. Um, yeah. San Antonio's been, they've, they've seen their blocks actually come up. I, I said um, about a month and a half ago that the, the Spurs haven't been too great in the block category. Turned out that was wrong. Um, they, they've been pretty decent um, because they get blocks from so many different guys with the way they help. So, yeah, I, I, I'm cool with him. Yep, yep. Kawhi is uh, definitely a factor there. And Duncan, too. Duncan's always yep. up there. So, yeah, I, I'm cool with him, man. He's going to slide, too. Yeah, I, you can probably get him in fifth round, man, if yeah, you're lucky. Definitely in a 12-team or two. Yeah. All right, so Ryan and I talked about Nerwins Noel. I'm just going to let you take that one. Man, I, I love Noel. I'm a huge fan of his, but I can't take him unless he's gone out of Philly, man. There's just too many bigs there right now. You don't know what's going to happen with this role. 
you can definitely let him slide. He needs a trade. Bad. Do you think for sure a trade would help him? Absolutely, yeah. I don't, I'm not. I'm not as sold as you are. Philly's defense is stupid good for fantasy stats. They're always in the top five for steals. They're up there for blocks. Their pace is really good. Uh, I don't well, know. let me Gold let me clarify. When I say a trade, I, I mean if if Okafor is gone too, that also helps Noel a ton. Right. Because Embiid's not going to play many minutes this year. I don't care what they say. Like his his minutes are going to be low. Yeah. And if he does stay in Philly and Okafor is gone, Noel could take off, man. Yeah. I I just see a tra- like a possibility a trade is just a neutral thing. Uh, and that's probably where Rankin, regardless, is about 55, 60. And he won't make it that far. People, I think people were excited to see him somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, I usually see him go in the late 40s, from what I've seen. I mean, the Ish Smith factor, him, him leaving definitely hurts Noel a little bit, too. Like, yeah. his chemistry with Ish was unreal. But well, now did, with Bayless, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with um, Ben Simmons, Noel pick and roll. It'll <laughs> be crazy. That um, would be fun, but there's no, like, there's no jump shooting there. That's going to be really difficult. Right. And then Sergio Rodriguez is actually is actually a really good pick and roll point guard too. So we'll see. That's that's another position battle to watch is Bayless versus Spanish Chocolate. I hope Rodriguez wins, man. I think so I too. Really but do. I don't know. I feel like putting a, a shooter out there in Bayless next to Simmons if they want to unleash Simmons. That makes more right. sense to me. All right. So we got let's group here. We got Greg Monroe at sixty one, Marcus Saul way down there at sixty four, Rudy Gobert way down there at sixty five. Um, what do you think about those guys? Um, I think I'd take Gobert out of any of those guys, but I'm not excited about any of them. I think Monroe's definitely gone. I mean, they paid Henson a ton of money. Same yeah. with Miles Plumley. Monroe's gone. Sounds like New Orleans is possible, but I'm not touching him. Um, Gasol, I don't like big and, and with foot injuries, man. Yeah, just they, can't do it. No, thank you. I mean, at that price, if he stood at that price, that'd be fine, but he's going to go earlier than that. Yeah, right, I'm good with that. We'll just move on here. I talked about all those guys in the other pod. Uh, so... I talked about like everyone, man. All this dual eligibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Yahoo, not coincidentally, I don't think, grouped DeAndre Jordan at 71, Andre Drummond at 73, and Dwight Howard at 75. Uh, hmm. Jordan is the only one who is not power forward eligible, which, like, what? Why, why is Andre <laughs> Drummond power forward eligible? That's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> but, uh, like, you can make a case that Howard could be because he played next to Capella, I guess, but. Capella yeah, is that's like just weird, man. Drummond game. at power forward, can you imagine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Build a wall. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, so um, we've talked about this so much. Well, I mean, if you're punting free throws, you're taking, I think you take Drummond. Yep. I mean, Jordan, I think Griffin back hurts Jordan a little bit. His numbers were inflated last year, but he's still a solid center if you're punting free throws. He's still kind of on the rise, too. He's really developed yeah. a little bit. He's did a little bit more things on his own. Yeah, and the 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 putback scoring is kind of stupid. So. But <laughs> yeah. so is, I mean, Drummond's putback scoring is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the field goal percentage is gonna be a lot better for Jordan over you, Drummond just because Drummond has an offensive game. Do you think Drummond could go twenty and fifteen? He was at sixteen point two and fifteen last year. Man, he could. Man, so young. If he improves his free throws just a little bit, so he can stay on the floor for a few <laughs> more minutes, he could take off. Does Boban arriving scare you at all? <laughs> um, not really. Dude, you know you're uh, not terrified. Really. You, you know you're terrified. I think Boban, Boban's not the best. He's not in the best shape, so I think he's kind of capped out at 18. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, Drummond just turned 23 for one of the most raw big men prospects to come out of the top 10. Like, yeah. And in, in the and since I can remember, I mean, the guy is just so so raw. Like the only reason the Pistons drafted him was because he's like gigantic. 
And because he was labeled Amari 2.0, yeah, right. That's what they labeled him as. Yeah, that was a wrong label. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, I'll move on here. You drafted Chris Bosh uh, in the the draft we did last week at. I think I got him around 100, right? Yeah, something like low hundreds. Um, go I'm ahead. Happy what, with what, that. what are your reasoning? What's your reasoning? And I mean, what's your expectations for him as far as like? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, if he gives me 60 games. At that price, I'm happy, man. For sure. That's all I need from him. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a bargain. I mean, if he plays, that's a top forty value every time he touches the floor. So I'm I'll take him there at hundred. I mean, the Heat sound pretty optimistic lately. Yeah, it that- sounds like they're expecting him at camp. I mean, they'll probably monitor his workload until he figures out his blood thinning medication situation. But definitely a lot more positive than the last few weeks. Yeah, it really depends on, on who else is there. There's obviously probably a couple other guys. One in particular. That I would take over Bosch. But that draft, yeah, I mean, it was pretty dry as we were drafting yeah. with mostly pod listeners and uh, I think seven of the road, like almost every Rotor World writer was in there. Yeah. Um, a couple other fantasy writers. It was pretty intense. So it was, I thought that was a good spot for him, too. I mean, in the later rounds, you're going for sheer upside. So I thought right. risk versus reward there was fine. Yeah, and I mean, it's not, you usually wind up cutting. There's probably about a, what, 60% chance that you're going to drop the guy you draft after 100 anyways yeah. at some point. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a pretty good spot for him. Uh, okay, so we got Ryan Anderson at 78. Again, he is center eligible, um, which actually, <laughs> he's actually played some center minutes. So that's Fair okay. enough. Uh, Fareed is uh, number 80. Biombo 86, way up there. Robin Lopez, way down there at 92. Jaleel Okafor at 97. And Zebo at 99. I think he got bumped up a little bit. Um, anybody jump out you know, on that group? I like Ryan Anderson in Houston. We talked about him a ton already, but... You gotta love him in the Anthony system, man. Ton of three pointers, reliable. Only thing, if he stays healthy, that's that's a hell of a steal right there. Yeah, I mean it's gonna come up. I'd probably a shade. I think he'll be thirty-two ish. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and Steve gets caught up in and not starting. I'm cool. I think his his minutes are gonna be the same. And but they're gonna and actually talked about this on the pod with Ryan. Um, Daryl Morey tweeted out that kind of a pro Ryan Anderson thing. So Anderson's going to be chucking away. He, he's yeah. got a good chance for, for, I want to say almost three threes. I think like 2.7 is easily doable. For if you ever owned Anderson in a DFS league when Davis sat, you know what he's capable of. So. Yeah. Against, against the Kings that one game when he was yeah. like 30 points in the first half. It was Insane, awesome. man. Uh, Fareed. Does trade rumors? Any? I mean, he slips again. They have him at eighty. Ooh. You won't need to get him at eighty, man. You can get him at like one hundred and fifteen. I think. I hate Fareed, man. I think I think Steve's in the same boat as me. We take him every year, and he always disappoints us. So I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I, yep. And in the podcast he had with Zach Lowe of ESPN, Michael Malone said Fareed will probably play about twenty six minutes again. So upside's not going to be there. He'll probably lose minutes to Darrell Arthur again. Jokic will probably play some four. That's that scares me, man. Unless he's traded. No thanks. Yeah, he's trending down, but if he's there, hundred hundred, um, I would consider that. I probably it depends on the league. Like if I'm in a real, I, I'd probably lean for Reed over Bosch right now. But that, I mean, I don't know. It's I don't, I don't think I'm drafting either. Yeah, fair um, enough. I'd rather have uh, Robin Lopez over any of these guys. I'd yeah, especially in Chicago, Lopez. no competition. Yeah, unless you want to include Felicio, but. Yeah, Lopez. You can always get Lopez two rounds later too. Yeah, I've take, I'm taking him before. I'm not letting him slide, wow. man. I'm, I'm, I'm not letting him slide past seventy five. Uh, I think Lopez is in a phenomenal spot. 
Um, they're going to have uh, probably a decent amount of offensive rebounds for him. He's very he's very Valachunas like with his mm-hmm. field goal percentage, free throw percentage combination, blocks shots really well. He's like Valachunas light man. And per, I mean, if you draft strong free throws, you have Robin Lopez is one of your favorite targets in like round seven or eight. Um, yeah. and he, we probably you probably can't afford if you unless you draft a lot of centers already. You probably can't afford to let him slip to round eight. He's just too too valuable for the way your team fits. I'm probably going to let him slide just because of the Chicago factor. I don't think they'll be a playoff team. So you think that you think that'll affect his playing time? I think it will because Felicio's there, Bobby Portis is there. You never know. You think that? I mean, I don't think they're going to play Felicio like 26, 27 minutes. Like not right at away. Not, well, not even even around. at all. I mean, I don't think he's that yeah. kind of player. But yeah, I think I, Lopez is not a huge name. Like he doesn't have a lot of name value. I think he, I think I can wait a couple rounds for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not willing to do it, man. I think he's going to be too good. Uh, okay, so we got uh, Jaleel Okafor at 97, Zach Randolph at 99, Mason Pumley at 101, and then Jared Sollinger at 103. I'm not drafting. I don't even care. I don't take any of these guys. If it's a point league, I'll take Okafor, but I wouldn't yep. take any of these guys. Yep. I'm I mean, not. the situation in Philly is awful, man. Yeah. Strictly, strictly points. Not even eight cat or anything. Selinger could be sneaky late round, though. Toronto, starting power forward. Patterson was terrible last year. If he gets 28 minutes, he could, he could definitely hit value easily. Yeah, I want to see what they do. I think a storyline to watch is if they play Damari at the four a little bit and then give Norm Powell some minutes uh, to kind of tweak it up. I mean, Toronto is not very three-point dependent. Uh, well, it sounds like Selinger could be the backup center as well, though. Yeah, yep, because Pirtle and... Bebe can't really play uh, consistently, so yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna get center minutes. Solid, just he's just uh, doesn't really block shots, and he's not good for field goal percentage. I, I just hate that, or free throw percentage, really. He's not durable either. Don't let last year yeah. fool you. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, so we've also come to the Miles Turner portion of this podcast. <laughs> um, I, I think he's gonna break out. I have him in my in a, as a fourth round grade. Firm. Um, I'm not letting anyone draft him, man. If I, I don't care who's there, um, yeah. Depends on who's. If I'm drafting with people I don't really know, then I'll probably try to sneak him in the fifth. But if I'm there late fourth, and I, I the reason why I kind of hate picking 11, 12th uh, is because I know it's gonna be a little bit tougher to get Miles Turner uh, at the, right. in the late fourth. I, I love, I'm all in on Miles Turner. He's like my my pick to totally break out this year. Absolutely, man. He's right after Valentinus for me. You have to get him late fourth. If you really want him, yep. It depends. I mean, they have him at one hundred seven, and yeah, he he doesn't make it past seventy five. Like I, I did one mock without, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna see where Miles Turner goes just to, mm-hmm. to see what happens. Yeah, he went like seventy five. I'm like, you guys, it's crazy. Yeah. No podcast listeners in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Al Jefferson, no, I don't, I don't nope, care. Not taking him minutes uh, low. Joe we had a good debate uh, last week. On would you rather draft all things equal vacuum Joe Kim Noah or Derek Rose? And this is actually with um, the I should pimp them out in this league podcast with um, Scott Bogman and is it the Welch? Uh, so check that pod out. But they asked yeah, cool me would I rather have uh, Joe Kim Noah or Derek Rose in a vacuum? Noah, one hundred percent. Yep, I said the same thing. I mean, it's not even close. Noah's got mid run upside just because of the dimes and blocks, but. I'm never touching Rose again, man. So does Rose, man. MVP. (laughs) Four years ago, no thanks. Yeah, right. 
Like, Can't I, live in the past, guys. Yeah, I said I said uh, on the pod like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna draft Kevin Kevin Garnett in the first round because <laughs> I think he's gonna bring back the, the 2008 vibes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Yeah, so that I mean, he's solid late round pick, man. Uh, I'm cool with Noah. Like, if you if you don't have a center and you need need a little bit of everything, like yeah, after saying, 100, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, like if if Bosch is gone and the other guys are decent, he has a decent ceiling, and he's yeah. as, as much as we think he's like. 105 years old uh he's still <laughs> 31 he's still, i think yeah he's what yeah he just hit 30 recently at 31 so he's he's all good man i'm I'm cool with him there it's uh i have other targets but yeah. he, if he starts sliding to he usually get him like 130 140 i want to say and that's cool yeah uh clint capella dark horse for rebounding crown if DeAndre, if deandre jordan gets hurt and andre Drummond gets hurt uh I, i'd throw down 100 to 1 on capella winning the rebounding crown <laughs> um, I think he's going to be, I, you know, not what, call it a 10 point, um, 12 and a half board kind of guy. I see him playing a lot. They really don't have any answer at center. Uh, Harrell is, is no bueno. Uh, they, they don't have really anybody that can play. Nene's washed up. Yeah. And then can't play more than 22 minutes anymore. It's, he's going to get some run, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're punting free throws and you take Drummond or Jordan, I think you should definitely take Capella late round, man. It could be a steal there. Does that seem like a surplus to you, though? I mean, if you already have those two guys, like you're already elite in in boards and probably blocks too. But I guess it doesn't. I guess it doesn't hurt. Ice down the cake, man. Them. Yeah, I field think, goal percentage will be there. I mean, I kind of like him. I I mean, what was his free throw percentage last year? I know it was brutal. Thirty-seven point nine. He missed wow. his first 15 free throws in his career. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, yeah head-to-head, I think so, but I think that's a little superfluous to kind of go that crazy on, on the punts. Like, I don't know. I, he's not going to score a lot. I'd rather have a guy who's going to score a little bit more. Overkill for me. I'm going overkill. You like the overkill? <laughs> yeah. I, I, if, you, if you win your, your rebounding crowd in Roto by one, it's the same as winning it by, like, in your case, <laughs> 30,000 boards. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, um, Bogut, older, new system. Supposed to get a little bit more, a little bit more run. We'll, he'll get more shots for sure. Um, no thanks. I think yeah. I think at this point we know what Bogut is. I think they should probably max him out at 24 minutes. I mean, they got great depth at center. I mean, Mehri's going to play. They might play uh, AJ Hammond. So, I think 24 is probably the minutes he's looking at. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I'm not touching him. And his cancer is ranked way low. No more KD. No more surge. They did bring eighth y- round last year. Yeah, man, he's, he's with no solid. blocks or steals. I'm, I actually kind of like Cantor a little bit. I think he's yeah. kind of a sneaky little seventeen and ten kind of guy. He's going to give you good. He's basically like Valachunas without the blocks. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm cool with him there, and I'm usually down on him, but he's in a really good spot. Absolutely. I mean, when Durant sat last year, like Cantor was the guy that that benefited the most, and now that Ibaka's gone, that's that's going to be huge for him. If he comes off the bench, does it scare you away a little bit? Not really. I think Not he'll get all. minutes at center and power forward, and think it'll be fine. I mean, they sh- they showed during the playoffs that a lineup of Cantor and Adams works. So, and that's a positive to me that he yeah. comes off the bench. I mean, if you, any minutes you get without Russell Westbrook and you want oh, yeah. shots, that's a Absolutely, good thing. Yeah. So, um, Yamahimi, no, no, Marcus Moore or Markeith Morris, excuse me. Um, Late round, but no. Yeah, let's just, let's just let's just start grouping here. So we got uh, Taj at one thirty one, Amir at that's Amir Johnson one thirty four, Ed Davis one thirty five, Zaza Pachulia one thirty six. We'll we'll start just shouting out names there. Any of those guys do anything for you? 
Um, if Tobbs Gibson is traded, he could have value, but I think he's a trade candidate in Chicago. Bobby Portis is going to steal minutes. Maradak is going to play a ton. So I think Gibson worries me there. I'm not really drafting any of those guys, to be honest. Ed Davis is really going to lose a lot this year mm-hmm. with Azili coming back. But yep. yeah, uh, that's tough. Another team that just, like the Jazz, it, just the depth yeah. on that team just scares me, man. I don't yeah. really, other than CJ and Dame. Yeah, exactly. And maybe Crabs super late. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I mean, I'm not drafting Aminu, not drafting Plumlee. Like, the, the depth, I hate teams with a lot of depth unless you're drafting a star. Agreed. Okay, so this is the 14 team. I'm just going to rattle off the names that were drafted. Again, pretty savvy league here. Um, Ryan took, this is, okay, let's, let's see if you can break a tie here. Uh, Willie okay. Colley Stein. One of us likes him a lot, one of us doesn't like him really at all. Where do you stand on Trill? I don't like him at all. I'm yeah, sorry. You're on my side. Ryan likes him. Ryan loves him, actually. I mean, I can see why he likes him. Just on paper, like the field goal percentage is there, the um, the blocks are there, the yeah. rebounds there, but he doesn't pass the eye test. I know you like to say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't pass the eye test. He looked horrible. I'd say he was one of the worst players in Vegas. To look the like. worst. I'll say the most disappointing. Yeah, most disappointing. I'll say that. But he was yeah. awful, man. Showed little to no growth as an offensive player. Still can't hit a shot outside of three feet. So. Uh, I'm not excited about him at all. Yeah, they definitely try to put a square peg in a round hole and try to make him like something he wasn't. It's just he's yeah, he he can't score <laughs> at all, yeah. and that's okay. I mean, Deion, it took DeAndre Jordan a little bit to find his niche and all that, but yeah, I, I think I just, the power forward experiment's not working well either. I think they need to play him primarily at center. Yep, that's 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 fine. I mean, Boogie's if he can get if he can soak up all the backup center minutes. But yeah, can, but can he though? I don't think he can. They still have Costa Kufis who could be traded. If Costa Kufis gets traded, then I'd be a little bit more yeah. excited to draft Kali Stein. And yeah, I mean, you take him in the last couple of rounds. I mean, it's hard to argue about it being a bad pick. But yeah. just in case it gets he gets a little hypey. I mean, uh, Dave Yeager's talked a lot about playing him more at the five, and he wants to play Scalabissier. He wants to play Matt Barnes. A little bit of Rudy Gay, a little bit of Andre Papa Giannis. They invested a first round pick on him. He they might have, get a, he might get some minutes, even though he, he looked horrible better too. Better not, man. They need to keep him in the D League for, for yeah. the whole season, uh, yeah. unless Boogie goes down. But yeah, I'm cool with him late, obviously. But I just wanted to kind of see where you stood. Yeah, I, I still think I don't think it's a bad pick at all in the not late rounds. All. Not at all. You know what you're getting from him anyway. So yep. And yeah, just cut him if he's not if he's not good. <laughs> yep. All right, so Tyson Chandler, he went late. That's just kind of if you really whiffed on boards, and it's the only way. I think he's a timeshare with Lynn, though. I think I'd rather take yeah. Lynn. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got a couple Hornets guys, uh, and Cody Zeller and Roy Hibbert. Uh, and would you take Roy Hibbert over, I guess, his new replacement, in Indiana, Miles Turner? Would you rather have Hibbert or Miles Turner? <laughs> <laughs> it's close. It's close. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't have Hibbert yeah. on an eighteen-team league. I mean, that guy is washed up, man. Yeah. Unless Vogel come coach to Charlotte, I think I'm done with him. Let the Laker hate flow through you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, bad, man. Yeah, I'm not interested in either guy. And then I'll add that Frank Kaminsky is expected to play some center, but I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. Mozzie, Mr. Oof. Ripoff, Mr. Mr. Four Year 64 Mill. Uh, <laughs> I'm all right with him late, man. I mean, he's got Yeah, why not? He's shooting threes for Russia, by the way. I, I know, that. I saw that. <laughs> so, uh,. Is he gonna hit two point five threes for no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, I I mean late like I would take him over any of these guys we talked about. I mean, even Trill, Tyson, Zeller, Hibbert, yeah. I, I would take him over those guys. If he gets back to his Denver days, I think that's a sneaky late round pick. Yeah. Late, late round pick. 
All right, and so we've come to the Yosef Nurkic portion of this podcast, and <laughs> yep. this, this is uh, I I am pro Nurk for sure. Oh yeah, you, you are. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of who I like as much as you like Nurkic, <laughs> but uh, as far as late round picks go, maybe. And maybe my Dario love for Sarge. Nurkic is insane, man. I don't uh, know what it is, but preach. I love him, man. I what? know the Jokic thing scares people a little bit, but that's fine. Let him slide to me. Who cares? I think I think it's gonna play minutes next to um, Jokic, even if he doesn't. Nurkic is a stud in just 24 minutes per game, man. An absolute stud. Yeah. If he keeps his free throw percentage up, he's going to be a monster this year. Yeah, I love when I talk about him. and like, Aren't you only concerned about him playing 24 minutes? Uh, can, I, <laughs> no. can, I, can he play 24 minutes, please? Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll draft him at like 75 if he plays 24 minutes. Even like 60. Yeah, he's, he's a definition of a per-minute monster, man. The guy's insane. Do you think that... The other the other knock on him was his free throw his field goal percentage was really bad last year, right uh, at forty two percent. But he was a forty five percent guy in his rookie season, uh, yeah. And then he also dropped in, in free throw from sixty four to sixty two, uh, which which is a little surprising. You like to see it go the other way. Do mm-hmm. you where, where would you project his percentages to go now that he has again he was hurt all of last season so he yeah. gets a pass for me. So I'll mm-hmm. leave with that. So where would you project him on percentages? Honestly, this might be a massive leap, but I put him right under fifty percent. Woo! Yep, boy, right under fifty percent. Nuggets gonna be a lot better this year. Moody is gonna take another step forward. I mean, they had no creativity on offense, man. On offense, man. So I, w- I would put him around forty-eight percent. Uh, 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 yeah, forty. For, okay, forty-eight. I thought you said like forty-eight and fifty is kind of a, a big difference. But I will give you this: in in March, he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a quarter, he played. He played barely a little bit. So seven games, fifty-five percent from the field, yo. Yeah. There <laughs> so, you go. So yeah, sample size. Yeah. But besides that, so his let's give you his monthlies: thirty-four percent, thirty-eight percent, fifty-five percent, and then thirty-nine percent. Um. So yeah, I I probably have him at like forty-six, which is fine. If he's yeah. forty-six and sixty-six, uh, I'll snap him up. Um. It's just I do a lot of drafts with you, and I, I can't yeah. I can't get him at a hundred. He's gone. Exactly. If you missed out on Valanciunas, Miles Turner, like you have to get Nurkic. He is he's like the perfect late round pick, man. Absolutely. Block yeah. upside gives you a little bit of scoring. Gives gives you some good boards. So yeah, he's he's pretty good. Uh, let's go. I'm gonna go monthlies for his rookie season. Forty percent, dude. March March is is his month, man. He didn't play very <laughs> much there either, but fifty four percent. Fifty-five percent, forty-two percent, fifty-one percent. This is back in December, but he barely played, and then he didn't really play at all uh, in November. So yeah, he's he's done it in spurts, and he's added. He's then he's lost weight too. So do you yeah. think that may help him? Maybe his durability. I like to see his his quarter splits. If he, I feel like he's missed a lot of shots late. Yeah, late late quarter. They just kind of tossed him in the yeah. shot clock and expect him to like one on one outside of the paint. So I don't know. I think 48, 49 is fair for me. I'm sticking with it. Yep. Uh, I'm cool. It's, yeah, I mean, I said 46. So if yeah. you're, since you uh, love this guy so much. For, Sorry, 40, I, I had my eyes on Embiid the next round pick, and I'm just like, what the heck am I going to say about Embiid? Go for it. Well, you start with Embiid. I, like I, don't, know Embiid, if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to take him this year, man. Anywhere. He's like Nurkic, man. Same guy. You give him 23 minutes, he's going to be better in percentages, I think. I think he can be a 55, 75 kind of guy. Uh, but again, the risk is massive. Yeah, uh, risk it, is huge. Plus, so many maintenance days too. I feel like I think back to back sets. I, I don't think he's going to play at all in those. So that's like fifteen, sixteen games. He's not going to play already. 
You know what I mean? But, Unless they clear him like halfway through the season, like that's 15, 16 games right away he's missing. But same thing with Nurk, man. Who cares about risk at this point? He just drafts high ceiling players, and he can block shots a ton. He can shoot mm-hmm. a little bit. He's got yeah, he's got ra- he's got three point range, man. Yeah, his 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 ceiling is, is just as nice as Nurk's. Yeah, uh, but, his risk is not. Nurkic is pretty risky himself. So yeah, yeah man. I mean, all these guys we're gonna name uh, for the rest of this pod. Like, I would take Embiid over. Anybody we've talked about except for Nurk mm-hmm. uh, of that last group we talked about, like not even close, giving Embiid in that mysterious ceiling, man. I think he's a fine late pick. Sure. I, mean, right. I, just can't, I just can't do it. Yeah, I guess it, it depends it's on what tough. you're looking at. I mean, if you're drafting in a team in, in a league where there's still a lot of sleepers out there to pick up, then yeah, yeah. sure. But I mean, if you're looking at Mozgov and Hibbert and <laughs> yeah. Cody Zeller, I mean, giving Embiid, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alexson, we kind of hinted at. Uh, I'm scared because he can't hit shots inside of five feet. Uh, he's going to play more straight <laughs> center. That power forward thing didn't work. They obviously went to town, um, not Carl Anthony, uh, in, the, in the top ten with Dragan yeah. Bender and Marquise Chris. So he's going to pretty much stay straight five. You're going to need a Tyson uh, Chandler injury for him to get minutes. But, hey, he's another guy that's solid. You're, it's kind of like a handcuff. Kind of like yeah. drafting um, – Charles Sims or somebody like that, like Alex Lynn's kind of. Our Alex Lynn is kind of like Charles Sims. Yeah, I remember we were <laughs> we were watching him last year, and every time we were on together, we were like, "Oh, another mislay for Alex Lynn." <laughs> I mean, the guy can't shoot to save his life around the rim, but yeah, for at this price, I mean, why not? Blocks. I wish his blocks come a little bit more, but yeah. he's basically a rebound guy. Yeah, I think they will, man. I think they're going to give him a little bit and play him more center. Um, yeah, he's he's young too, really raw player out of Maryland, so. Right. Uh, John Henson, all block specialty. Uh, we talked about the Monroe trade factor. So Ryan picked him up, like, I think last round. That's cool, man. If you whiff on blocks, yeah. um, don't whiff on blocks. But uh, if you do, <laughs> Henson's kind of a, a nice little insurance policy with up. Yeah, like 4.1 blocks per 36 minutes. So. Insane. Uh, free Bobby Portis. What do you th- I hope, man. I think I think Marotic's the, the guy to own in Chicago for right sure, now, though. For sure. I think he's, it's definitely his show right now. So he. He's got all the opportunity in the world, but unless Gibson's traded, I think Portis' outlook is pretty bleak at the moment. Yeah, they haven't really embraced him at center yet, and that kind yeah. of scares me. Uh, Felicio kind of took center minutes away when Chicago was running thin. So yeah. the Felicio, I think the Felicio factor scares me more than guys like Miritich or um, anybody else that would, even McDermott if he plays four. I think they've kind of given up on the McDermott four factor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fine late pick. You're going to have to stash him. If you pick him up, he's probably going to be one of your first cuts. Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't think he's going to start very fast. And the upside, we love the early upside we saw from him in December, but the upside kind of just went away. And obviously, preseason and summer league, he was ridiculous. And he had a ridiculous uh, 2016 summer league as well. I think it'll be a nice waiver wire pickup after the All Star break. For sure. If, if the Bulls are as bad as I think they're going to be. So. Yep. So Steve took. Tristan Thompson late. He is the last player listed for center on the Yahoo ranks. He's going to probably be top 10, 15 for boards. That's about it, though. Not a big shop blocker, not a big scorer, not good for mm-hmm. percentages. So where do you see him fitting? I mean, more of a points guy, I guess. But what do you think about for 9-cat? Uh, definitely a points guy. Like, 9-cat is ceiling's limited, but I think if you can get him, after, I mean, this late, I mean, why not? I mean, Mozgov's gone. So you know Thompson's going to get over 30, maybe 32 minutes this year. So 
kind of like him late. Maybe even more. I mean, they've played him 40 minutes at a time in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, yeah. can, he can get mid-30s. We'll see what they what they do. Um, they I mean, the Cavs are going to have to sign one more guy, uh, one or two more guys at least. But they I think need, Thompson right now is looking at a huge role. Yeah, they need another point guard big time. Uh, yeah. Although I hope they do not get one because I want to yeah. see, see some K Felder. Definitely. <laughs> All right, so just some kind of, I guess, new situation guys late that I don't think are worth drafting. But – um, just kind of keep an eye on him. Uh, we talked about Felicio. Really, really strong post-break. Looked great in summer league. Um, mm-hmm. Good free throw shooter. Capable shot blocker. Those two things, man, you're on my, you're on my watch list. Look good for Brazil. Um, Bulls are probably going to be awful. So could be a nice waiver wire pickup. How, you've, been, you've been saying that a lot. You, so I also have the Bulls barely out of the playoffs. Yeah, you sound like you have at like fifteen, dude. <laughs> I just think it's gonna be a meltdown, man. Yeah. I just don't see how Rondo and Hoiberg are gonna uh, mesh well. I just, I just don't see it, man. Three outs. I love, I love, I love Jimmy Butler. I love Mirotic, but I just don't think that team is ready to be a playoff team. Yeah, and the Wade factor, like it's they're gonna have yeah. all eyes on them for sure. With Wade, there's no shooting except for Mirotic right now. Exactly. Like, that's, that's why. Where's like. the floor spacing? Yeah, we love Mirotic, man. He's gonna, yeah. gonna go really high. Uh, so Joffrey Laverne. Uh, the, the Thunder picked him up for basically nothing because Denver's depth is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so not much to take away. I think he's going to get minutes, but it's probably going to be in the mid-teens. It basically bumps Mitch McGarry off the team, uh, got suspended for smoking the reefer. Litter again, litter again. And then, yeah, uh, not not the biggest upside. We saw him kind of have a couple of bright spots, but uh, yeah. just some they'll, to keep it They'll on. probably take Nick Collison's role, and that'll be it. Yep. All right, what about Lakers, man? Uh, I think that Tariq Black versus Ivanka Zubac is going to be a, a fun little position battle for backups. Um, Black likes Walton's system, mm-hmm. but he's really undersized, and he really can't protect the rim too well. So, yeah. And it, he's just not good. I've yeah. watched probably basically almost every Laker game last year. He's just not good. Yeah. Byron Scott, because clearly he, I, I agree with Byron Scott. Tariq Black did not deserve the play. He was awful. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and say this. I think Zubak would be one of the best waiver wire pickups of the year. Oh, yeah? I will say that, yeah. Once Mozzie goes down or what? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome during the summer league. He's Locked. young. Lakers Zub- are going to pry towards his development. <laughs> Moskov might get hurt, and if he doesn't, he's still going to lose playing time to Zubak late in the year when they eventually tank. They want to keep their top three pick one more year. So. The Zublocks. Uh-huh. Yeah, Zublock. <laughs> uh, Love him, man. So, Salah Mejuri, um, Bogan injury factor, not someone you want to draft. Sneaky a, pick of Boga goes down. Yeah, I don't know though. Like you talked about Hammonds, um, they're going to do some other interesting things too. They may play Dirk at the five. Uh, Hammonds looked pretty bad at summer league. Yeah, though. really bad. I will say I that. I, I was I was kind of max. I thought he was going to be pretty good, but yeah, he didn't look too. great he's, summer he's league. A gigantic monster. Yeah. Okay, so this is super under the radar, and we talk about the Nets a lot. I think that I don't, I don't think any basketball podcasts talk about the Nets, um, but <laughs> but fantasy basketball podcasts we love bad teams, man, because yeah, uh, players can get minutes. And so, if you're not familiar with Justin Anderson, a couple Hamilton. years Hamilton, sorry, I got Justin Anderson in my mind. So I'm talking about the the Mavs. <laughs> um, this guy was really good uh, late in the season with the Wolves. His final 16 games, he had 9.3 points, 5.3 boards, 1.1 steals, 1.6 blocks, 0.33s, 51% from the field, and 50, 83% from the field. I'm from the line. Man, I can't talk today. <laughs> 83% from the line in just 26 minutes. 
Those are like top 40 numbers right there. Oh, yeah. If you picked him up before he went out late, man, you made out like a bandit. He was the hottest pickup of, of the week uh, Absolutely. out of the blue at the time. So um, we talked about Brooks' injury concerns. I think he's going to play more center. Mm-hmm. But I love – hey, man, blocks, block me some shots, hit some free throws, man. I will I will draft you, and I will click that little star for a watch list for you super quick. Man, he's definitely he's definitely not a guy. I'm not going to draft him at all, but he's definitely going to be at the top of my watch list for sure. Yep, a lot of upside. Definitely, man. And we talked about the Brook factor. Like you should have him. Like the way you bash Brook, he should be like right where you have <laughs> Nurkic, <know>. man. <laughs> I mean, the main reason I'm I'm bashing Brook. I mean, we we all love him, but the thing is, with the Nets. I mean, they shut him down for seven games last season. Like they're going to be in a, a similar situation. They're going to want to prioritize their youth development, and he could be a trade candidate as well. So I mean, he's our, he's basically their best trading uh, trading ship now who has, that uh, who has Young's a better gone. who has a better record, Nets or Bulls? Uh, Bulls for sure. Bulls for <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Nets versus Kings. Uh, I don't know. Oh no, uh, Kings. Uh, Papa Giannis is gonna save him. All right. Um, so, yeah, but he's three of his last four. He's been pretty good. But like 74, 17, and 72, 73. So. Yeah. And then before that, he was miss, he was like Westbrook, 82, 82, 82, but then the foot injuries derailed him. So, yeah, yeah, a uh, little bit late round concern, and I, I still like Brook, man. I don't know, maybe. Uh, and the, the Brooklyn factor being with Brook and Jeremy Lin will reinvigorate his career. Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. Not that it needs, we'll not, not that it needs <laughs> to be reinvigorated. Yeah. Um, okay, so love me some Eddie Tavares, 7'9 wingspan. Dwight gets hurt. Maybe, maybe we get some Tavares love or what? Yeah, Walter's world, why not? <laughs> kind of, um, he's. I actually have him in my dynasty league, and I'm. I'm actually considering keeping him. I mean, I think Dwight Howard's what 31, 32 now. Could go down, and if I don't even know if I don't know how good the Hawks are going to be. That's what scares me. I think if Hawks are maybe like seventh or eighth, maybe they put Devarge into the rotation over yeah, Splitter. I hope so. We'll see. Very injury prone guys ahead of him. And yeah. I did think of a, a fun nickname for for Walter. Let's hear uh, it. Tying into Breaking Bad, he, he's gonna gonna. Clean some glass, erase some shots. So Walter White, <laughs> Walter White, <laughs> or Walter that. Walter White, like Walter White, man. I can see the headline now. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't think that'll that'll catch on, but I don't know. It's funny. It's good. It's funny, funny name. Third Ferguson. Funny name. Clean the glass <laughs> is perfect, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So Festus Azili, uh, yeah, uh, worst player bad. in NBA Finals history. So bad. It was not. It was healthy. horrible. And then Myers Leonard was pretty bad. We talked about the Blazer depths so and no one there. Yeah, I think I think Harkless and Aminu are both ahead of Leonard to start the season for sure. And then David Lee, I think he's going to be on the Raider for DFS. Um, but yeah. hey, I, I think he showed he got, he has a little bit left in the tank. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see if Pop can mark his magic and get him on the Raider. Not someone you're going to draft, but someone I'm watching. He's I think Lee will be center. the backup center behind Gasol, and I think Kyle Anderson is going to play a lot of the four. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, a lot, but I think more more than he has compared to yeah. last year. Maybe it's a lot, right? But something something to watch. And yeah, it's, he's Gasol. If Gasol misses time, I think we may. And, see. and you saying Gasol? If Gasol only gets like twenty seven, twenty nine minutes. I mean, yeah. that's like over twenty for Lee. So yeah, I think he'll be right around twenty. Yeah. All right, so that's a the, one of the thinner positions. We spent a lot of time on them, but drafting center is important, I guess. I think center and point guard are the most uh, important positions yeah. in fantasy, though. You'll, if you do mocks, you'll find out really quickly. And if you don't draft a point guard early and you're drafting oh my God, yeah. what they're doing, 
Like if you do a public mock, you're going to be able to clean up. But if you're drafting with people, like, and also I should say, and you do too, you tweet out mock drafts and stuff. So yeah, check us out on Twitter throughout the time. I'm probably not going to this week, but after this week, I'll be tweeting out uh, mock drafts for everyone to hop into, uh, kind of impromptu style. So it's it's definitely what three weeks until media day and stuff, man. We're almost I think there. Think so? Yeah, training camps around the corner. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty soup, man. We'll keep Jokic's ADP down for you guys. Mike probably won't. But. No, we won't. No, no we won't. Every, <laughs> everyone knows the deal. Uh, I was reading something on another site, and they actually called us out for uh, for pimping up uh, Jokic so hard. There go. Rotor World's pimping him up really hard. Like, all right. Well, I guess that's a good thing to be famous for. We well, did. you'll see why at the end of the season. Exactly. CJ. all right so we will get out of here on that you guys enjoy the rest of your week and thanks for oh watch enjoy football season too yeah definitely tomorrow who you got panthers who you got tomorrow oh yeah you're panthers boy i'm a panthers guy so yeah Yeah. i'm going panthers yeah i don't know man denver d looks good but i don't know how good that simon's gonna be i mean qb for den they're gonna run the ball a lot love cj anderson yeah, CJ Anderson's the key to the matchup, but you got to start CJ even with Carolina's good defense. Oh, for sure, you're starting Cam too. Yeah, oh, for sure. Start your studs. You spent on Cam, you better Cam. Yeah, absolutely. It's not trading right now. All right, so you guys take care again. Enjoy the rest of your week, and thanks for coming on, Joe. No problem. Have a good one, Mike. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.